Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Mr. Kevin Guncher, and I thank you so much for joining me here on the Connections Podcast. This is episode number 30. Isn't that crazy? 30 times. (laughs) That incredible theme music has played, and I have said words into a microphone. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, I appreciate all of you for listening uh, right now, if this is the first time you have ever heard this, uh, or if you have been a listener uh, of every single one, which I know there are a couple of you out there. So um, I appreciate you more than you know. And uh, I love doing this. You know, when I started it, I didn't even know it would get this far. So I'm just going to keep on talking. And uh, if no one listens, well, hey, at least I, at least I got to talk. So, uh, but. I hope all of you have had a wonderful week. This week has gone um, incredibly quick. I feel like I kind of blinked and we're already on to Friday. So uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's been a busy week, but a good week. Uh, It's been a week that I have really found myself turning to scripture, um, which I wish I could say that about every single week, but I definitely can't. And and, uh, hopefully one day I can, but um I think one one of the big reasons why that has happened is uh, early early to mid last week, um, one of the guys that I work with kind of reached out to me and asked me if I would be willing to uh, willing to help him start kind of a, a daily hope channel where a uh, channel. Sorry, I should roll back. We use Slack, which is an instant messaging system um, at our place of work. And uh, a channel is like a, a chat room, basically, that's connected into Slack. So he asked me if I would be willing to hop on to one of those. And he's been incredibly supportive of, of me going into seminary and wanting to, you know, kind of begin my ministry and all that fun stuff. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And it has just been it's just been an awesome place for uh, people to kind of just um, share how they're feeling uh, to read some of the same words together. And it sounds crazy, but even when like a person doesn't even have to say a word, just, just the fact that they even like put an, you know, like a emoticon or something on something that you say or or like something that you said, that just kind of lets you know that someone else read those words. And so I know I'm not alone in the reading of these words and that I have, uh, you know, someone else there by my side too, kind of walking this life with me as well with Christ. So, I think that's really helped me um, want to dive into dive into words more, and and has uh, certainly um, grown my thirst to dive into word even more, and to uh, kind of share how how I connect to that. I think I think anybody who reads anything out of the Bible will be able to connect to it somehow, and it could be completely different um, from one side to the other. But I think it's uh, I think it's really powerful, and I think it's really great. So. Um, that being said, we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of just hop into it here. So, uh, the the title of this episode uh, is "Hats and Trust," and I could not remember if I have talked about the story that I'm going to talk about today. But uh, if I have not, or if I have, I apologize. Uh, but I think it's a cool story. It's a very impactful story to me that uh, really makes a big difference to uh, uh, to a lot of decisions I've made in my life. But we're gonna just. Hop on into it. Um, so, I 
as you all know, went to Alaska once and <laughs> um, we got to Alaska and believe it or not, like we drove all the way to Alaska and I had a um, just a really nasty hat. Like I had only brought one hat somehow. I have uh, I'm looking at the wall that I have hanging in my bedroom right now and I have easily uh, close to 20 hats. Um but for some reason, when I went to Alaska, I only brought one of them and I happened to bring the most dirty one that I had. So I uh, we we got across the Alaskan border and ended up in a little tiny town called Skagway, which is where we boarded a ferry that was going to take us to Juneau, where we stayed for the entire summer. And so uh, we got to Skagway and I'm like, all right, well, the number one thing I need to do right now, above all else, is get myself a hat. So I went... Um, I went like downtown and their downtown is set up like any other downtown where they have tons of little stores and whatnot. And it's extremely geared towards tourists, but it's set up like an old Western town. So they got wooden planks and boards and stuff. And so um, I kept looking and looking for hats. I couldn't find a hat. They had tons of hats, but all of them just like had Alaska and giant letters like plastered, you know, in front of them or they had, uh, I went to Alaska or, I got eaten by a bear in Alaska or something like that. You know, those classic ones are like, I went to Alaska and all I got was this hat and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm going to be spending an entire summer here. And the whole point of it was that we were supposed to work in like in society within Juneau and just become like a local, right? So that we could connect with the locals there and really have great conversations. And I was pretty assured that I wasn't going to be able to do that if I... Well, a hat doesn't make that the difference there. So, <laughs> but it's pretty blatant that you can tell a tourist is a tourist when they have a hat like that on. So, uh, I kept looking and I couldn't find the right one. And I finally came across a hat that, um, all it had, it was like a blue jean, it had like blue jean material on it as well as like a white netting material. And it, uh, just had a fish hook on the front of it. And, um, there was only like one left of it, of its kind, didn't have a price tag on it at all. So at first I kind of thought, well, maybe someone actually just left this here. Um, but I'm like, well, I like fishing. So a fish hook makes sense. And um, I was like, I should just, I should just buy this one because it doesn't have any Alaskan thing on it, but I didn't really know why I wanted to buy it. Um, but I bought it and I'm like, you know what? This is a cool hat. I got to go. Our ferry's leaving soon. Um, and so I bought it, didn't think anything of it. Well, uh, I had a devotional that I was reading at that point in time. And, and I remember, um, you know, those devotionals have various, various, uh, well, they usually say a little story or something like that. Right. And then they give you a, a, a Bible verse or two to read. And I don't remember how I came across it, but one of the Bible verses that I ended up reading, um, on that ferry actually, um, was Matthew, 1422 which is actually the story of uh of jesus walking on water and um and having kind of a interaction with peter um on the water so i'm just going to read it real quick um and we're going to actually start well we'll just start at the beginning so <laughs> immediately uh jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. 
And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of, got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind seized, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So that's neat. And <laughs> um, I can't even imagine... I can't even imagine that situation. And I mean, there's, there's quite a few parts in the Bible that are like that, right? Where you, you're kind of just dumbfounded at how that situation must have played, uh, and must have been. And, uh, the Bible doesn't do it much justice, or maybe it's written exactly how it's supposed to be. That's probably what I, I should be saying there. But like, how it just says, you know, um, Jesus came, uh, walking on the sea, right? Or that. <laughs> Peter just walked upon the sea and, and little things like that, where it's just kind of so uh, it's spoken with such little <laughs> like, bro, he's on the sea, man. Like he's walking on the water. You know what I mean? Um, not the point I want to, uh, I want to make here, but um, I read that uh, after I got that hat and immediately felt the connection to it. Right. This idea that, uh, you know, Peter and, and the others that he was out there with, they were fishermen and he was, um, you know, fishing on this boat and, and just out on the boat. And, um, but to be honest with you, I don't even actually know if they were fishing. So the whole connection could be completely dead actually, but <laughs> pretty sure they were. And, uh, uh, while they were out there, um, you know, Jesus asked Peter to come onto this water. Um, and, and Peter does it right. He gets out into the water and, um, and he actually walks to, to Jesus, but then, you know, he has an ounce of doubt that enters his mind. And as soon as he does, um, he gets overwhelmed, right? It, I mean, he begins to sink and he cries out to God, you know, Lord, save me. And as soon as he does, you know, Jesus reaches out, grabs his arm and says, you know, you know, you have little, you have little faith, right? Like you are safe. I'm, I'm here. Um, and, and that is, that is 100 billion percent of what i feel like i've been feeling the last 20 years of my life i feel like that's what a lot of people have been feeling um we are peter in pretty much every single day of our lives right this this idea that uh we're going through life and um you know it, if you believe in believe in jesus and, and god and uh you know the holy spirit you know that jesus is there and that jesus calls you to um go right and and calls you to to come and go and um to wander around in this in this beautiful thing we call life and as soon as we at all um which is often in fact daily and pretty much hourly um as soon as we open up our minds to the the smallest piece of doubt or the world allows the, the world pushes us to have a little bit of doubt that immediately causes anxiety and um worry and 
every other emotion that you could possibly think of to enter our minds and swoop us down as quickly as possible from walking on top of that water next to Jesus and trying its hardest to pull us down so that we are below the surface, right? So that we are feeling nothing but pain and sadness and can't breathe basically you know we we get under this crippling pressure of the world and it's all tied back to the fact that we decided to allow doubt that jesus didn't have us to enter our mind right and um that's so sad right that it stinks because i i'm standing here and i'm like you know what i'm peter i'm willing I'm willing and I'm wanting to follow Jesus, right? Jesus calls me. I want to get out of that boat. I want to walk on that water. I want to get to Jesus and I want to walk with Jesus uh, every single day of my life. But human nature, the fact that we're sinful, the fact that we're doubtful, the fact that we don't allow ourselves to fully invest into Christ every single day, we allow doubt to enter our mind. And then therefore we allow all these other pains in our life to enter and hurt us and defeat us and take us away from Jesus. Um, but the beautiful thing about it all, right, is that it doesn't end there. It doesn't stop with the uh, with the fact that, like, okay, well, we doubt it, and so now we're going to drown and now we're going to die, right? No, the, the the finishing part of that is Peter crying out for help to Jesus and Jesus grabbing him. And um, not only grabbing him and saving him, right, there's, there's grace there's grace in that safety net, right? That it's not the idea that Jesus saved him and said like, all right, well, you owe me now. I saved your life. And, um, you know, I didn't have to do that. And I don't want to do that, but I did that because you cried for me and I had pity on you. Right. Um, it's, it's gracious. It is, you know, Jesus immediately reaches out to him, took his hand, took hold of him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? You know, that uh, gives me, it kind of gives me chills because I think about just how many times I'm just like, I'm alone. This is it. Like, I'm alone. This is done. I'm going to drown. And Jesus is saying, no, it was never an option, right? It was, it was never an option for you to drown. You are mine. I have called you. I called you upon these seas. Why would I not save you? Why would I not keep you above water? You know? And that is just, that's beautiful that we have a God who um, loves us and not only wants to, um, not only wants to help us grow and, and encourage us to go out of our comfort zone and be the best that we can be. He doesn't just push us down a road and says, good luck. No, he's with us. He's by us every single moment, constantly talking to us, never never silent and holds us up, grabs us, pulls us back up when we need to be pulled back up. And I just don't, uh, I just don't think it gets better than that. I know it doesn't get better than that. So that hat was a complete coincidence. (laughs) Um, But I love it. I love that hat. It hangs on my wall with pride. I don't wear it a bunch anymore, but it's a constant reminder that uh, it was a a constant reminder while I was in Alaska too, but it's a constant reminder of I will sink if I don't believe and run to my God, right? If I, if I choose to 
you know, if I make the conscious decision to not allow Christ to be number one in my life and to constantly be trying my hardest to get to God, then I'll sink. And um, that's sad. And the flip side of that, though, is that uh, when I do allow Christ to be number one in my life and, and push myself to read his word and, and gather in silent prayer with him, then I allow myself to uh, succeed. I allow myself to cast all doubt and worry and anxious thoughts out of my mind and instead focus on the incredible gifts that an incredible God has given me and uh, march forward with that, right? And and that's kind of where the second part comes from is trust. Um, you know, I mean, there was there was trust in, Peter had trust in Jesus when, when uh, Jesus called him upon the water and Peter was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Granted, Peter asked him, right? I mean, that's that's kind of weird. That that that's the sad part of it is that Peter tested God basically and said, "Well, if it's really you, like you got to do this for me, right?" And um, that happens a lot, right? Thomas uh, doubting Thomas said, "Well, I got to touch your side, otherwise I'm not going to believe it's you." Um, that happens quite a bit in the Bible, but uh, Peter had trust in God when he stepped onto the water and. Um, I imagine, you know, it wasn't a sprint. I don't think Peter jumped out of the water and landed and, you know, and, and did a, like a, a trapeze landing on the, on the ocean. You know, he was extremely scared, I'm sure. And, you know, I, I kind of like a little kid testing the water temperature of a pool, right? In like a hot summer day. I feel like that was kind of what Peter looked like, kind of just putting his foot over, kind of seeing like, eh, could, will this hold my weight, right? Could, can I do this? And uh, imagine... Imagine the first step that Peter took on the water. Like, have you guys ever had a moment in your life where you you do something in your life and you just take that first big step and you just think, wow, right? Like, this is, I'm here. I did it, right? And I'm here and I succeeded and like I have, I have taken the first step and I went in what I know is a huge journey. But I did it, and I did it, and I was able to do it because I trusted in my God, and my Lord is holding me up right now. Personally, the, the biggest thing that shouts out to me when it comes to that is definitely seminary. Like, I think about, I remember the day that I turned in my application to, uh, my application for seminary to, to be accepted, and just how that felt, uh, 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 stirring emotions of, um, uh, being anxious, but accomplished and feeling like I was exactly where I needed to be at that moment in time, that my foot was firmly planted. And uh, I think about how much energy it took to take that first step too, right? It's not easy. Um, you know, I, we don't know how far Jesus was from from Peter and, and what that entire scene looked like. We don't know if Jesus was 10, 10 steps away or if he was only three steps away or if he was 50 steps away, right? Um no matter how many steps it was, if it was 10 or if it was 50, I guarantee you it felt like an eternity trying to walk from the boat to Jesus, right? That it's not easy, especially, especially in today's society. It's not an easy walk to, uh, to, you know, to, to walk to Jesus, right? And, um, the moment that Peter began to fail, and sink into the ocean was the minute that he allowed the wind and the thunder and the storm around him to enter his mind, to get through that barrier, to, 
take his focus off of Jesus. And as soon as he was walking and his focus got shifted, he began to sink, right? And that's that's what life is for us. When we're focused on Jesus, when we're moving forward, when we keep our eyes focused on the prize, right? And, and focus on finishing the race. And we don't allow all that's going on around us to influence those decisions. It's a lot easier, right? But, but that's not the world we live in. And so even surrounding yourself with people that you can trust that you know are going to try to push you towards Jesus every single day is, is a huge part of the journey as well. So that's what I got. <laughs> I love that passage. Um, it, it easily has got to be one of my favorite parts of the Bible. I think everybody says that, right? The whole, um, e- even people that, even people that don't necessarily claim to be a Christian, you know, or, or claim to not even hear the story of Christ, know that Jesus walked on water, right? And I think that's just something you hear growing up that you just always know about, right? That Jesus walked on water. And um, I love that, but I love when you dive into it a big bit deeper and you just see that like Peter in that moment is us every single day of trying to stay above water and trying to focus on Christ so that we don't sink. Um, the beauty of it is that you can do it. I believe in you. I believe in, you know, all that you are and all that you can be. And I, and I, I know that when you set your mind to it, um, and uh, most importantly, put your trust in your faith in God and talk to God and even ask God for the strength to do that, to focus on him, you can, you can do it right? You can succeed in that. Um, I believe that the storm never ends until you get to Jesus, right? And and that's kind of sad. <laughs> but, you know, we're told numerous times that this life is not going to be an easy one, that, um, you know, we are, we are in a life that will be difficult. Um, but, um, we were asked to take heart because Jesus goes before us, right? And has prepared the way for us. And that's just awesome, in my opinion. So uh, I love it. I love all y'all. I hope y'all have a great Friday tomorrow. I hope you have an awesome weekend um, and just uh, take some time to relax and, and focus on you and your walk and uh, take some time this weekend to just uh, spend some time in prayer with God and focus on matching your actions with your words and, and loving each other. You know, uh, love yourself, invest in others, and know that you are indeed 100% guaranteed loved. Peace, y'all.